Hello everyone, it's Beauty and Business this week again and I'm excited. I have Toby with me today. Hi Toby. Hi Anne. And today we decided that we were going to speak about relationships. We were going to speak the, about the importance of relationships in our in uh, an entrepreneur's uh, life and in their world and how relationships that we uh, have in our business are a, a complete reflection of the relationships that we have at home, our intimate relationships with our children, with our husbands, our partners, our families, and that uh, how important uh, relationships are, where they come from, uh, and how we resolve conflict um, and so on, are for entrepreneurs in there and possibly a reflection of the relationship I, I hate to get freudian but with our parents yes affect our our the way we are in business well i think that, and with other people yeah and i think that, that it, it's been said that you know we continue to to recreate childhood hurts over and over and over now in, in our lives uh, until we resolve them somehow within ourselves, but instead of looking at where they begin, which is within our own our own selves, within our own experience, I should say, we're constantly projecting them outwardly onto others. And and when we keep the same, same old, same old keeps repeating in our lives, uh, and we, we kind of then blame it on life. And then we even see ourselves sometimes as victims or as the persecutor in our relationships and and I think that today what we want to do is for all of you entrepreneur entrepreneurs out there we want to just really crack this open and and if it means that it's uh, going to take us sharing part of our intimate world and how we've come to where we are today and why we feel these kinds of conversations are so significant uh, well then so be it let's let's do it Toby and let's help these beautiful women to to engage in a much richer and more meaningful uh, work life and 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 life in general in, as far as relationships are concerned mm, great so I, I wanted to ask you to begin with I mean we've come such a long way we we're with we're together 24 hours a day we work together we live obviously together because we're husband and wife and we're constantly relating to each other and it wasn't so great in the beginning was it it was it was it was we've had like Our an business adventure. relationship yeah. well, yes yeah, yeah yeah when we first stepped into business together which was I don't know how long ago maybe nine years ago or something along those lines um I think because of our differences, we, we, at the start of our business relationship, I, I personally remember not, not valuing um, a lot of what you offered because it was different. Your ways of looking at things were very different to my way of, of processing the world, of navigating through business decisions, of, of dealing with things in business. Uh, be, because mine was different, I didn't, um, I didn't give value to yours, and I think that there was a little bit, perhaps that the reverse could could have been true as well for you. Definitely, yeah. of course it was, and I think because we're such strong uh, personalities, really, aren't we? We're just so strong, and we we really had like an allegiance to what you called the other day you were mentioning to me something about can you mention it for everyone about the the in psychology in the area of psychology about oh, our, the, the meco system idea yeah. i love it <laughs> yeah the meco system the, the term meco system i guess is just a little phrase that's coined that's to mean all of the the voices and the personalities and the parts um, of us that make up our identity, who we see ourselves to be. So 
all of the different parts of ourselves form to be what's termed our our ecosystem and ecosystem meaning me so Love i it. and the ecosystem of that so the ecosystem that's yeah, the that's, idea that's fantastic and i, I love that because it, it gives everyone a lot of clarity on what we're really talking about so we had an allegiance to that really regardless of what we knew within ourselves and and the love that we've we've always had it was so strong uh and uh, and we were really not up against the other person we were just in you know really like what we when we're in conflict and we can't resolve something a lot of the time what we're doing is instead of coming from humility we're actually coming from a, a level of rightness and that our ecosystem is better than yours or my ecosystem is right and yours is wrong mm -hmm. and in that in that way in in you know like from what i understand and in, in our lives, I mean, that's just an absolutely uh, devastating foundation to ever be coming from. And, and uh, we, we were chatting about this earlier, and it was really interesting to talk about the two thought systems, one being the egoic thought system and, you know, how that has the streams that just really run around this planet constantly. And then we have this beautiful uh, uh, thought system of love, which is connects everything it's it really is about belonging it really is um it's it's such a deeper and more profound uh thought system and that too is revolving around our planet concerts right here with us all the time and that what we what we have the ability to do is to choose either the egoic thought system which we're we're doing often you know we're, we're all doing that or of course we can choose the thought system of love and uh, and many of us are doing that as well but you know you can only be choosing one or the other and i think that over time when we're um when we're uh really wanting to step into the shoes of an entrepreneur into our entrepreneurial shoes we really need to know the more we know about how we are in our relationship to our own thinking to our, our others where it comes from where true resolution can happen um, it's just really important to consider all these things. Yeah, well, just to, I guess, define the egoic thought system, um, because what does that really mean? It's almost like a level of self-importance. So a level, um, an orientation where rightness matters more than, an, let's say, objective clarity. So if we're in a discussion, for example, in the boardroom about a specific uh, decision that we're making with a direction of the business or an area of the business or something, as soon as there is an importance that, you know, let's say I, I would give to my own opinion about something um, and then uh, above and beyond what is objectively clear, that's where there can be this, this, sort, of, this sort of beginning of a force of conflict because it's, it's the self-importance has taken a higher run of import, a higher sort of run on the ladder of importance than even perhaps the other person, and then at times maybe even perhaps the business itself. Yes, it's really beautiful, isn't it? And for all of our our women out there that are uh, looking to build extraordinary teams, and and sometimes you know I've heard it many times actually that they've uh, shared with me that they just don't want to do that because they're just afraid to do that. I think that that fear comes from uh, our lack of ability to often uh, learn how to resolve things with other people 
and uh, not always but it can really come from that because we don't have that level of confidence then we we really feel like we're up against something that is a threat uh, and I think that the the more that we we engage in reflecting on our ecosystem and I love that that word because it's me 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 right? <laughs> <It's> all, <laughs> It's all about you. You know, you you have this Miko system and you're identified with it. So when something comes from the outside that's threatening it, you immediately feel like, well, hang on a minute, that's a threat to you. Well, it's also it's also it also illustrates the idea that that we're not we're not one thing. You know, we may have there's many different parts. Like the Miko system may have. Um, Eight different personalities that 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 move, and when I say personalities, I mean thoughts are like um, little mini relationships, like we have with the outside world. We have relationships with our own thinking, so we we may have a a fearful sort of personality in inside us that sort of sticks its head up. We may have uh, a very kind. Um, and and loving personality, we may have a do-gooder that just wants to go around helping people and just wants to fix everything. We may have that aspect in our um, inside ourselves. We may have a whole a very controlling aspect that is very much into the use of of, of power and how we use power in our external relationships with other people to get what it is that we want or achieve the outcome that we're we're looking at um, at achieving. Um, so, so you're so basically all of saying these different little parts that we're like schizophrenic, really. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, so basically, well, no, I'm just go saying ahead. we are maybe a better word than than that would be multidimensional. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, yeah, and, ahead, and, and 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 until and. Until that's sort of allowed, allowed to be and, and allowed to be seen, um, we can we can be it can all be a bit of a mess and a little bit confused. We can end up in in um, a little bit of confusion as to who we really are. And I think that the beauty of that is that what really struck me was the what, when you mentioned the relationship to our thinking. So thinking is occurring all the time. You know whether we think that it belongs to us and it's our individual thought and that means something about us. Um, for me, one of the greatest uh, realizations that I had was that that's just simply not true. And I and I and I will take that on as it. That's mine. It doesn't mean that I, I want to project that onto other people and they should think the same. But for me, my thinking, I've really loosened my grip on my thinking. So when thoughts do come up within me, my relation to them completely shifted. And in that, what was really beautiful about that is I wasn't tied to any one thought. And so that really gave me room to allow you to come in with your Miko system. And I never felt threatened because I didn't feel threatened by my thinking. Because I think that our thinking threatens us to some extent. You know, we, we feel even threatened by our own thoughts because, you know, we, we have so much belief in them. Like we give our life over to these thoughts that just come and go and then, of course, elicit emotion for women. That's a really huge part of what happens for women. And, uh, and then, you know, our emotions are speaking to us and, and telling us what we should do. But at the end of the day, if we don't have a deeper ground that we're coming from, if we don't have a, a place within us of, of real humility and a real place of inner dignity and inner love where we give all of our life to that, 
then our thinking is going to take over our life. And for me, my, my personal experience in my relationship with you um, over the years, which, you know, really our, our business relationship, our personal intimate relationship has just absolutely blossomed. And now we're just in these beautiful realms of beauty and, um, and depth. Um, happened for me really when I was, when I was prepared to loosen the grip on my thinking. And now, you know, I have thoughts that come up and, and they just don't mean more to me than you mean. And our, yeah, and our relationship and our love means and and I think sorry I'll just I'll just mm-hmm. finish this because I'm just in this I, I wasn't expecting to speak about this actually and here it is it's just come come out and here we are I guess and um, I think for me that that reflected for me I had to really reflect on what was most meaningful for me in my life and I ask my students that I asked someone the other week to really when she was really making decisions about her business I asked what is the absolutely the most meaningful of all to you and if you find that inside of yourself and it might change over time but if you find that which is the absolute most meaningful you can keep coming back to that keep coming back to that and you realize very very shortly that it, it can't be thoughts and feelings that come and go because they're so transient Um, and they definitely can be your beliefs but then beliefs are there to be questioned as far as I'm concerned anyone that's interested in growth or in having deep meaningful relationships with their team building extraordinary teams uh, relationships with their partners your beliefs are purely there they're not there to be uh, to stay forever they're actually there to be questioned to to be looked at and and for you to pick the ones that hold the greatest truth and the greatest value and the others, you, you, you know, you don't, you can just really let them go. Yeah, there's like, and I'd, I'd just like to add that when it comes to looking at levels of importance of things, like for example, in, in our, our business relationship, if we're having discussions on a certain topic that impacts certain things in the business, um, as soon as my opinion becomes more important than you uh, as, as, as an individual, um, that's something really to sort of look at. It's something, the, the extension of dignity to another person and the recognition of the appropriate um, organisation of levels of importance is something that's really important. That's something that's important. So, if we were to, uh, if we were to put this into a salon owner owner's world and uh, someone that wants to build a team or is building an extraordinary team, and they had, say, for example, someone that came to them or their staff member uh, uh, was had opposing views or felt upset or wasn't doing the right thing, I think that people. I mean, you can answer this for me, Toby, please, if you don't mind. I think that people, from your own experience, people know when when we come to them and when they are more important to us than even the outcome. Did you experience that when that change happened for me in our relationship? Like when I really loosened my thinking, my relationship to my thinking and I had, I was able to to give you um, more room. And did did you experience some sort of a shift? Sure, yeah, absolutely. And there was, it became um, more functional. 
Um, um, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. And did you? I just, if if I could put in two examples that that may in the business context. Well, one's in the business con, con, context, and one is um, is otherwise. Um, Richard Branson. I think everyone can sort of establish that he's a sort of a reasonable businessman. <laughs> so I remember hearing him speak on. Um, he was asked a question in an interview uh, about what happens when um, staff steal things from from the business and 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 are actually stealing money and things from within the business. How does he deal with that? Now. If you consider all of the business owners listening, what would you do if you found a staff member stealing things from your from your business from your salon? Um, and straight away, there's sort of you feel how that lands inside your Miko system, and and where that sits. And Richard Branson's response was that he's found that actually sitting down with the person and moving through it and actually talking through it and gaining some some people he's had people within his companies who have stopped been stealing things from the company that he has kept on working for him that have become some of the most loyal employees that he's ever had now that's a pretty interesting so um, you're saying... sort of resolution and I'm not saying to that it's a guide to keep someone on who's stealing something. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying as an example, Richard Branson kept someone on. Now, what is that doing? Ha- having that discussion, what's being extended to that person? That's, they're going to experience a level of dignity, a level of value that despite their behavior, he's been able to reach past and actually offer them that dignity and see the importance of them as a person beyond what's going on in his business, that can really build something that's quite um, unusual to a lot of people. Like the idea is unusual. And I think that he was extended that level of dignity by his father and that's why he... It's almost like when we experience someone doing that for us, so, you know, it, it wasn't untrue for him. Like, he wasn't coming from a place of, oh, I'm just going to do that because that's what someone says is a good thing to do. I mean, he'd no, experienced... Yeah. He, yeah, he was so sincere because he'd experienced that level of dignity coming from... It was extended to him by his father, wasn't, wasn't it? When he actually did something similar when he was a little boy and his father really extended that level of dignity to him. So it impacted him so much and obviously changed him. So in that, he was able to do the same, offer that same uh, experience and level of sincerity to other people. Isn't that beautiful? Like, it's kind of like that's where the level of sincerity comes from. That's when that, the, the tapestry that, of life that we live in, when we are actually, we've experienced that, uh, all we want to do is give it again and give it again. So it's, it's really so beautiful. One thing that comes to mind is that documentary uh, "Where to Invade Next" by um, uh, Michael Moore, and, oh, yes. and they look at the the prison systems in different countries and um, uh, compare it to the prison systems in the U.S. and just just look at these systems at, in various parts of the world and seeing that the prisoners who are they've been charged with murder, they've been charged with armed armed robbery, they've been charged with, you know, all of these things, all the reasons that people go into prison for pretty serious offences. And the value 
of in 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 some of the prisons of of offering dignity to the inmates to the um, criminals themselves and how uh, and 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 looking at the the recurrence rate of crime um, I think it was something I can't remember what it was it was, it was about a 20 percent recurrence rate in these prisons compared to in these prisons where they strip the prisoners of of dignity they had something like an 80 percent recurrence rate yes. when they got out of prison where they were sort of doing I, I would really like to recommend i don't know about you for everyone to actually get their hands on that documentary and um, oh, it's definitely worth a watch oh yeah, it's, it's lovely it's fantastic and mm. it really shows uh shows us that there's always another way and uh and and i think in our relationship too as i mentioned before that did I mention that before about dignity? I think I did. Yeah. How, how important that really was to our relationship, our business relationship, but our intimate relationship and how it, it really, when, that, when that's more important than your ecosystem mm-hmm. and even your goals, even your dreams of what you think, is they exist in your ecosystem most of the time. Uh, what's really, really important is um, is to bring that and understand what dignity actually means. It's not about humbling yourself um, and being becoming a doormat. You know, that's not what humbling, being a doormat isn't what humbling, you know, being humble is. But to, to have dignity and bring dignity into a relationship, humility is, is one of the, the most uh, profound qualities because it's so aligned with with offering another dignity. Yes, and yeah. it, it really, in our relationship, that's where I believe that, um, you know, there are times when we still have differing opinions and conflict in our business and uh, where sometimes things, you know, become a little overwhelming or whatever it could be. I mean, we're, we're human beings and we're, we're having this experience that uh, what's really beautiful is even if we can't resolve it then and there, we can just both go into our offices and we really can take care of what's coming up in us and not make it about the other person. And, and that, that, again, is uh, that shift in relationship to our thinking. You know, what, does our, what is our thinking? What are we listening to inside of ourselves? You know, that which is telling us that we're right or that which is deeper, the beautiful thought system that's saying you know, what's most important is that we stay connected and that we are... Um, you it's know, looking just at loving le- each other. It's looking at levels again. I think le- levels of importance. Like what's what's more important? Is the relationship more important, or is the topic at hand and being heard and showing that you're right more important? Well, you don't need to navigate in. Um, like if we were to reference our feelings in that, we may find that well, making this point is what's most important. But that's the whole fallacy, the whole fallacy that if you just use, you reference your emotions in navigating the world, you're, you're really coming from a sense of self-importance because you're making your sense of self, which is being reflected through your emotions, more important than something that you actually know is more important. Like if I was to, if I was to just ask anyone um, in a situation where there's two people and one person really wants to make sure their opinion is heard and wants to be right, is that more important than the value of the relationship and the dignity that each person is offered? It's clear. 
It's clear what's more important. The relationship and the human beings and their sense of dignity is more important than one person's opinion. Everyone, everyone knows that. I, I don't think any sane person would really deny that. Yet when we're referencing our sense of self-importance and an emotion that comes from that sense of self-importance, then so often we can find ourselves in placing more importance on what is not actually more important, which could be our sense of rightness. And I, I want to just add something here because I can almost hear or in my own mind I've got these thoughts that are coming up which is really interesting. What if uh, in a business relationship, even in an intimate relationship where you know you're right, you actually know mm -hmm. that you're right mm -hmm. and the other person is completely wrong? It's like, quite possible that that could be an objective truth that you are in yeah, fact right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's possible. So you know when that comes up, because I can, I can. I, that's really like I we've we've had that so many times, haven't we? Where that actually is the truth. Someone is right, and and that person could very well push and and really go in and just say, well, look, I'm sorry, but you know I'm right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, this is right. Mm -hmm. In that, how how do you think, Toby? That um, what would be the best way, and what do we do? I mean, you, you know, because you you, you can really probably um, relate that really beautifully. What do we do? And especially often, you're quite right. Like you have a much more analytical, detailed way of looking at things. So a lot of the time, you you have this. Uh, real sense in you of what's exactly clear and it could be right and I might not actually be right in that case how is it for you like how do you deal with that would you like to share with everyone for me what's what's um, like if you look at you know um, I don't know what you call it like the whole area of study of body language and how we communicate like you look at the words that we use, the facial expressions, the tone of voice, you look at all of the different, the hand gestures, all of those different subtle things that make up a communication at any given point in time. And, you know, there's percentages allocated to how much communication occurs through what you say compared to how you say it, compared to your, your, your body language at the time and all the rest of it. Um, the going... The going back inside and ensuring that that if if the importance in a discussion is on the value of the relationship that you're having with another person and the value of that other person in the discussion, that is going to be reflected and shown in all those subtleties if you're being honest and you're really valuing that more. So it's almost, it's not, it's not a mechanism or a technique of behavior or a technique of relating to other people. It's, it can only come from sincerity. And when, when you find that sincerity and reorient that, those, those levels of importance and you're actually honest and sincerely seeing the relationship and the bond that you have with that other person as being more important, then the entire message that you're communicating, the entire flavor of the interaction can't help but be impacted by that. And it's not so much something that's instructional, as in there's many methods of 
seek first to understand and then to be understood and then make sure that you restate what someone said after they've said it so they feel understood before you go on talking. And there's all these sort of um, techniques that lubricate the processes of human interaction. But that's not, not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about inside your own, um, your own self and, and your own thoughts, if you're actually valuing um, what's most important more, then when you communicate it, it's not going to be threatening to the other person. The message is going to be so much easier to be received by another person, even if it's in conflict conceptually with the view that they're presenting. So the ideas are different. That, that level of care that you're having for the other individual above and beyond what it is you're sharing is going to be known it's going to be felt so then there's there's naturally going to be more room for influence they're going to be more available to be influenced so that's beautiful and i think so so i think what what's really important is if uh, we're about to have a, a discussion with our our loved ones or our uh, business associates that uh, if if we're really full already with emotion and our own rightness, it would be it's not the time to do it. Yeah, <laughs> it would. And you really taught me that because as as women, sometimes you know we, we have these heightened emotions and we just start venting everything and off we go and and we 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 have this almost like a inside of us. Let's just say not all women. Um, <laughs> I thought I'd say that before Toby did. Uh, but, uh, you know, some of us have this almost like an entitlement that, you know, we're women and we have emotions and we should be able to vent them and men should just have to just take it all, right? Well, I, I actually think that I don't know the value of that anymore. I really, I, I used to be like that too. I really thought that. I honestly believed that it was kind of how I was. And, and now I, like, I can really see the folly in that because it's just this cycle of just behavior that doesn't really offer any, it doesn't, it's not looking for resolution. In fact, it's actually just trying to release pressure that's inside of us because that's really what our emotions are they come from beliefs we feel hurt and and instead of actually going into our own you know just really turning around in fact and checking in on are we feeling hurt and really just allowing that hurt to be there you know that's completely okay we're not it's not going to kill us it's not going to destroy us it's just mm. an experience and it's come from some belief that we have. And if we really learn to be in hurt, I think for women, that is one, and I'm sure for men, but I can only speak for mm. women right now, um, I really feel it's such a, such a beautiful, beautiful learning because it, then it allows you, you've got more room because you actually can receive hurt and then, you know, which we're, we're experiencing all the time in the world. So the more that we're in denial of the hurt, the, le the more limited we are. But the more that I've opened up to actually allowing that to come in, the more room I have for others in my world and in my life. Um, and, and then I become much more productive despite the hurt because it passes. It doesn't stay forever. It's not like it's going to stay forever. And, um, and that's been a really, really beautiful understanding for me. But, you know, we have, in a way, women have a lot of emotion. You know, we, we, we're very different to men. So the more that we actually begin to actually question that and uh, 
you know, do we need to just go away and really look at what's going on inside of ourselves first before we start just venting that out onto other people, onto our friends, looking for people to agree with us. If we just, you know, turn that around and sit down, sometimes it's really hard, I have to say, you know, it can be really hard in my experience in the past to be in your body when you've got all that emotion going on. But the better we become at that, the more uh, loving we can become, the really the more entrepreneurial, we have more room in ourselves to allow for more. Um, I think that that's really, really important. And um, yeah. Yeah, in thinking about one thing that comes to mind um, in with with salon owners is their relationship with their staff. And if they've got a staff member who, you know, perhaps isn't performing and as well as they should be, or they've they keep on forgetting to clean the benches, or they you know whatever it is, whatever the issue is. But in dealing with them and actually placing a higher value on them than than the salon itself, even and helping them, still giving them the feedback, still managing them as a staff member, but make sure, making sure that the connecting link of their value and their dignity is there, then one, I think that there's much more, it's, it's a much more wholesome, holistic um, way of running a workplace. You have more chance of them keeping in their mind and wanting to and falling in alignment with the business processes and with the manager's requests and with the way things need to be done. And and if they don't do that, then the whole um, employer-staff relationship can, uh, um, after whatever period of time, come to an end and you could actually um, let that employee go and without the need for... Um, losing that dignity that you're offering them. It doesn't need. It doesn't mean that that you need to uh, keep on someone or even stay in relationship with friends or people in your life that aren't um, that aren't working and aren't functional. It's it's not a matter of of denying that. In fact, it's it's the most practical. It's the most practical way of moving through it in a wholesome way and in a mature way perhaps i really i really do love that and we're coming to the end of of this particular issue because we're um we're, we're almost at the end of our our time together but i i think that how i'd like to wrap this up is that um what i've just heard you say and i i love that it's it's um often when we have all of the pressure, salon owner has a lot of pressure, and I, I prefer to actually call them team members. And I know we've sort of discussed that, but you know, because when you speak about them as staff, they're separate to you. They're kind of there's not that equality. Whereas when we're speaking to speaking about them as our team, I really love that, and um, I actually I really thought about that deeply um, the other week, and it really impacted me. But when when we do have team members that, for example, are not um, really just doing the, the right thing because we have processes in our salons and if we don't then we need to put them in place first because otherwise you're expecting you have an expectation again of someone else to 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 know what you want when you want it done how you want it done you know you, you can't just say that to people people need processes team members a team to build a strong team there needs to be strong processes in place um, however even when they're not doing that 
uh, you have, yes, I agree, a much higher chance of bringing out their goodness and bringing out their, their desire to really do the right thing uh, when you approach them with a level of dignity and you're really speaking to the goodness in them rather than relating to the parts of them that uh, for some reason are just not towing the line. And I think that ultimately uh, you will know uh, the people that are really wanting to grow with you and evolve with you and will treasure the fact that you've seen uh, the more of them, like what's what's in them that is good, that really does want to do the right thing, even despite the fact that they've presented you with something other than that. There, there is a loyalty, there's a deep, deep thank you, uh, I believe, uh, that people uh, hand back to you, give back to you when you look uh, within them to find that part of them that really does want to do what's best and uh, I've loved our chat Toby thank you so much I know you're always so busy so thank Can you. Can I mention one other thing yes. that just came to mind the book How to Win Friends and Influence People which in all honesty I don't even remember because I, I read it probably 12 years ago or something or more um, and, it, and it sounds like quite a manipulative sort of a title in fact but um, I just remember one part of it which is in the first chapter where it was talking um, uh, something about there was a, a big shootout like a criminal who had just shot a whole lot of people and he was cornered and, and the police or the FBI, whoever it was, uh, came in and actually sort of handcuffed him and got him and they'd finally caught him. And it made reference to a comment that that, that, that sort of killer had, had made while he was being, being taken away and taken to uh, jail. And it was something about that, that it, was, it was shown in his comment that he felt, sincerely felt, that if everyone had just left him alone, that, that like in him, he didn't see himself as being a bad person. He saw himself as a victim of the whole situation. Um, and the importance of that is that in, a, in such an overt, um, you know, horrible act, like, you know, we're talking about staff members that may not have cleaned a bench. <laughs> you know, this, this context is something that's much more extreme, that even in that, the sense of inside a person looking outwards, um, acknowledging that most people don't, in their heart of hearts, see themselves as bad people, when you offer them a level of dignity, you're actually connecting with them in a way that is, um, is not insignificant. You're actually resonating with a part of them, no matter how um, sort of bad they are, you're actually connecting with a part that is, is quite, quite remarkable. And however horrible someone is, generally inside themselves, they don't see themselves as being wholly bad, if that makes sense. So I think then, um, uh, and we did speak about Richard Branson, didn't we, earlier? Mm -hmm. I think when, when we look at the people in our world and the people, our mentors, and sometimes even just our parents, if, uh, if somehow, you know, even with our children, that we, we always remember to relate to that level of dignity in them and offer them that. And we can only offer them that when we're coming from that, that within, our, within ourselves. So we need to find it within ourselves first. I think what we're saying is that that could impact their whole entire life. It doesn't mean that it has to, 
but for so many of us it's it's possible that we haven't even found that speck of dignity of true sincere dignity inside of us yet and uh, and that it really is something we should look for and uh, and then of course when we found it it becomes almost like a something that we 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 can't even help but but find in others and that that's it's really like how the world changes really it's how we begin really to influence others in the in the world absolutely and I think that also the reverse is true as well, which is when you start seeing that and acknowledging that in other people, you're naturally giving the signal to your own subconscious mind that that you are that too, that that you are, um, I don't know if the word is entitled to that, but, but that you are that too. If you're placing that value on the parts of other people despite their behavior and how that may affect the environment when you're offering and extending that dignity just within your own psychology, within your own heart and mind, naturally you're feeding that message back to your own subconscious mind about yourself, which is for an entrepreneur is very powerful um, way of, it's almost like a cycle that cycles on itself of moving and growing a business. It's amazing. So uh, we've, we've gone over time, but I think it's important. I just want to add uh, something else here. So what would you say, uh, because we've offered a lot of information, and I think that the word that keeps standing out here is the word dignity. And, that and, we, what, and relationships and, yeah, and, uh, how, yeah and between the two. How, and how that, you know, how that is in relationship and also uh, the relationship to our thinking. And uh, so there's like two takeaways, and we're only supposed to give one. With, I think we did it again. We do that all the time, don't we? <laughs> uh, sorry about that, but you know you get two, two for one. Um, so I guess uh, I think one of the one of the takeaways would be the word dignity and our relationship to our thinking, and 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 also um, how important it is to just for an entrepreneur to never be afraid to reflect, never to be afraid to even admit, like honesty comes into this, to really take a look and go, okay, my, uh, what was it called? Mecosystem. Mecosystem. You know, how, how much of my business am I running from that? And, uh, and how prepared am I and how willing am I to actually take a look and see that and not to be afraid of change, not to be afraid of uh, loosening our hold on any belief that we have how dignity is far more, uh, far more um, beautiful and relevant in our businesses and in our lives than um, being right. And, uh, and that to, be, to even drop being right and give dignity a higher value and a higher place in our lives can actually really influence those around us and, uh, and open up levels of uh, inner resources, creativity and productivity that we just never, ever thought where possible, and also to really enrich our lives with with dignity and and with love and uh, and and I think that's really beautiful. I want to thank you, Toby. It's like doing, it's like valuing your people more than your business, and while holding that value, do what's best for your business. Mm, really mm. sweet, beautiful. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Thanks. Toby. Thank you.